Hello, here we are with a new recording of Doctrine and Doxology. I am Skylar Spradlin here with Larry Jones. Larry Jones, unmistakable. I'm glad you still know who you are. I had to sing the happy birthday song before I did, but yeah, it came to me. Man, you got through it quick. Way to go. I know, I was just speeding up and speed singing. Huh. One day we might forget who we are. That'll be a sad day. It is a sad day. I don't know why I brought that up. I don't um, know. Probably because, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> don't go there. Don't I'll go there. I'll just do myself. That's right. Um, so, we have actually, I, I just want to toss this out there before we get going. Okay. We've made some adjustments to the pastor's cohort and might have some new partners coming along. Well... That's awesome. Yeah, it actually is. And so there might be l- less time commitment, less less yeah. work to be done, yeah. more fellowship, and more books and resources. That sounds like a win-win, right? Uh, it sounds good to me. And the cost is lower, which means... Even better. Which means if people want to donate... Their dollar goes further, 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 yeah, in helping raise up church leaders to help build healthy churches. Well, that's really good. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So, uh, you know, trying to trying to make all this work. We did our first trial run uh, this last time, ironing out some kinks, making it better, and again that that whole thing of stretching that dollar so that uh, more people are helped and encouraged and instructed and all those things Uh, so did the people who signed up and did this last time did they get an inferior product yes sorry (laughs) it was probably really good but it probably just not as good as it is now well i mean we're always improving right does that mean since we're making adjustments and improving this sunday that last sunday was an inferior product I guess so. Well, we don't think about it in terms like that. I mean, well, no. we're just trying to be better and better and better. And so that's and so we should. That's the point here. So uh, if you are just yearning to invest in God's work, God's work outside of the local church, um, this is a way you can do that. DoctrineDoxology.com can tell you how to do that and what all is going on and why we think it's important. That's really good. Really? 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 Good. Good. Anyways, on to today's discussion, which is... Drum roll. Drum roll. Oh, you want me to do the drum roll? Do we not have sound effects anymore? You just shook the whole room, man. I know. And my microphone. Uh, Actually, the... Conversion. The study today is Conversion. And that includes faith and repentance. Faith and repentance bundled up under the heading conversion. Of course, we're going through salvation. We are going through salvation. So your volume just like rapidly increased. I'm sorry. Maybe I just got a second wind here. But I guess what I'm saying is it's in the process. The process of uh, hearing the gospel. Yes. uh, Regeneration. Of the soul. Yes. And then comes. 
Well, we covered election and predestination. Yeah, we're actually before. going. We're actually going in sequence here. Election, yeah. predestination, the gospel call. Okay. Regeneration. Okay. And now conversion. Yeah. We might use the phrase that we haven't used yet: the ordo salutis, the order of salvation. Oh, that's what I was thinking. The order in which things happen, and you know, technically, we're not kind of going at it, at it that way, but it's interesting to think about. It's falling in that way. Yeah, What's that word again? Order salutis? Ordo salutis. Ordo salutis. And I'm saying it with a western Oklahoma accent. Okay. It's Latin. Is it Latin? Order of salvation. And I didn't even think I knew Latin. You know more Latin than you realize. Probably so. Anyways, conversion is the next step as we are progressing through kind of the big umbrella of the doctrine of salvation, soteriology is what it's called when it's studied. What's that other word? Soteriology? Yeah. Study of salvation. Is that Latin as well? Sure. <laughs> I don't, don't know the don't origin. Sound so sure. I, I don't know the origin of words. I oh, just you know the word. Fling them around like a wild crazy man. Do you know the origin of every, every word you use? Yeah, Greek. You don't know. <laughs> I think the English language just stems from Greek. Latin. Greek comes from Latin. Oh, Greek comes from Latin. Okay. I think. Neither here nor there. It doesn't that matter. It doesn't matter. We're talking about conversion. And uh, like we, like you said, bundled up in that is faith and repentance, which I think need to be considered distinctly yes and i think we will consider them distinctly as we go through this chapter so can we first start by saying what does it mean to be converted we can i'm looking at a definition now if you wish me to read it i wish you to read it i wish me to read it too conversion is our willing response to the gospel call in which we sincerely repent of our sins and place our trust in Christ for salvation. Interesting, isn't it, that he would use the word willing? Yeah. Because it's not against your will. Right. Because conversion flows from regeneration. Right. And so God has made you alive. He's regenerated your soul. Yes, yes. So now your will is to repent of sin yes, and place yes. your faith in Christ. You are converted from one way of life and one way of existence yes. to another. And you do have a choice, but you choose God's way because he... Well, that's what we've been talking about with election. Like, How do you do that? You choose, you willingly repent Yeah. because God has first made you alive. Yes. And you've tasted life, you've come alive. Right. And you do what is right. Yes, you do. So willingly. And then he said, sincerely repent. What do you think about that word sincerely? Sincerely. Oh, wait a minute. That's a song uh, from the 60s, actually. Way before Way before time. you, yes. Sincerely. Uh to me, it stems from with everything I have, with all my heart, that kind of a thinking. 
I'm so sincere. As opposed to flippant, not sincere at all. <laughs> sincere as opposed to not sincere. Yeah. Oh, I, I think, I, I think that's right. I mean, you don't. You kind of put me on the spot. Well, I, define well, this term. What I'm getting at is, I have met with people even recently who struggle with assurance of salvation and whether or not they're saved. And part of the temptation is if I'll just be sincere enough. Correct. Correct. And I I would say that's, you know, a temptation, uh, kind of a a misconception. If, If I'll just feel bad enough or be genuine enough or sincere enough in my my prayer, my pleas, or my repentance, then I'll be saved. And so I just wanted to point out that our sincerity doesn't save us. That is true. And yet, we do need to be sincere, genuine in our repentance. Sure. And I think, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Many people who are sincere about what they believe may be believing in something completely against God. Yeah, yeah. Could so, be a different religion altogether. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess you can't just say, I repent, or go through the motions. And I really mean it. I'm sincere. And, and, and these things be true. Yeah, we're talking about a sincere repentance comes coming from a heart that's already been awakened and changed by God. How would you define, here's the spot again, how would you define under the bus repentance? I live under there a lot. How would you define repentance? Repentance is, in my opinion, I didn't, I mean, I read this, but I don't know when I read it or when I heard it. I think repentance is turning away from the sin that you thought was okay. Because now you know God does not approve of it. It's kind of a weird definition. Yes. But the idea is you're going one way and you turn and go the other way. Do you think repentance is required? I think it is required. There's a big debate on that. Is there really? I would be on the side that would say, yes, it's required. Do you have to repent and believe, or can you just believe? I think you have to repent and believe. Okay. Because there are scriptures that says so. Right, but they would they would go to, and then the, the debate gets even more minute from that point. Is it just a change of mind and attitude, or a change of living, change of conduct? Yes. Behavior. Yes to that question. The second one or both? Combined. So yes to all the above. I think it is a combined repentance. Yeah. Uh, My mind is changing because God's changing it. Uh, And I am turning away from my sin because I know it displeases God. And it that's what got me in the mess I was in. Right. So I, I think what we're saying in the opposite way is a person who has been taught or they profess faith in Christ, they profess conversion, and they've been taught that something is sinful, and yet they're not willing to give that up, then they haven't repented. 
That's true. And we know that even demons believe in Jesus and tremble, by the way. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think repentance begins with a change of heart, mind, attitude, disposition. But that also produces or evidences itself, especially over time, in conduct. Absolutely. I mean, I mean it may be hard to it should put be a, a change in your life. Yeah, and it may be hard to put away certain things. Um, yes. But we're still trying to put them away. We're putting sure. off the old and putting on the new. And not that that saves us, that if we'll just be done with this sin or those sins or get our act together, then we'll be in God's good graces. That doesn't save us. That's an outflow fruit of regeneration. Sincere repentance is sincerely having a change of heart about sin, which manifests itself in godly living. Yes. That's true. Well, I'm just I'm tossing it out there because, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had those discussions with others who do not see it that way. So they just take like the John 316, those who believe in him will have everlasting life. And they don't, there's nothing else required yeah, and in they, their mind. Yeah, and they would say that repentance, when like Peter preaches at Pentecost or wherever in Acts, repent and believe or repent and be baptized, they would say that uh, just means change your mind or change your mind about Christ specifically and no longer have unbelief but belief. They wouldn't okay. say that that necessarily means you you live differently well i think they would be wrong because you can't you know be a bank robber and uh believe in jesus and still be a bank robber there's a, several lists in the uh new bible the new testament the new bible the new and, bible. and is bank robber a, one of them i know but it's close <laughs> okay. but it talks about uh those who uh commit adultery those who yeah. uh, practice homosexuality, those who murder. Uh, there's a list of eight things. And uh, well, truth be told, if you live in those things, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven according to that scripture. And we're guilty of all of them. We're all guilty oh, of yeah. all of them. If you go through and say, how many of these was I involved in? Of the eight, I think I was five. Yeah. I didn't murder anyone. Well, Jesus says you did. If you, I hate might him. have if I hatred. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Okay. Jesus is right. Six of the eight. Yeah. Well, and and Christians can still struggle with those things, and they will, but they aren't actively resolved to giving in to them. Correct. I think that's a problem when you see a new Christian come to faith in Christ and believe and repent. And he has really been regenerated. Uh, he is a, actually a Christian. And you see this person slip back into his old ways. That's pretty normal. He, but he's going to come back out of it quickly. He mourns his sin. Absolutely. Yeah. And we should. And, and repent daily. Yeah. Hourly sometimes. Well, that was my next thing. Okay. Th- this Sorry. I mean to steal you. No, your, I, I wanted to ask you line. about that. We're we're talking about repentance as related to conversion, which in a technical sense is the the one initial act of, a, right, of repentance. Right. 
But repentance is the ongoing behavior in life of the Christian. Because the Christian continually falls short of God's glory. Yes. And so, Absolutely. So we, like you say, and, and I, you know, years ago you defined or you at least implied. You remember what I said years ago? Just like two and a half things. Years <laughs> ago, you implied that um, Christian, one of the marks of Christian maturity was repenting quickly. Yes, I think that's true. So that you're, well, I hope you said it. So that, you know, as Christians, we repent and we repent continually. Right. But as I grow in grace and grow in Christ likeness, I'm actually not just repenting continually. I'm repenting quicker. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm not lingering a day or two days or even hours. I'm repenting. Yeah, I don't want to live in this sin a long time before yeah. uh, I sense God's spirit convicted me. Yeah. So, yeah, I think repenting quicker and I think less often. I don't know if I said that at that time, but I think that's all, always true. But you mean As less often because you're I'm being finding conformed. yourself. I'm being conformed yeah. into the likeness of Christ. So yeah. what I stumbled at, I may still stumble at, but I don't stumble at it as often. Right. You don't mean less often as in I'm just not doing it. Like Correct. repenting. I'm just not repenting. You I'm mean, not, no, you I, mean, mean I have not, nothing to repent of. I'm, not, I'm sinning less Yes. and repenting quicker. Well, I was just about to say the opposite in the sense that it sounds like uh, when you repent quicker, you're going to repent more often. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, I I see exactly what you're saying if it pertains to one area. Because I'm being changed and I'm being more and more like Christ as I mature in his study of his word and in my walk with him and i don't sin as often as i used to yeah but as you grow in christ likeness and mature you are also recognizing more and more sins in your life you mean i have more that i haven't recognized yet well i mean i mean you may have you may be growing and overcoming well that's true some of your obvious sins that to you have been a long battle but you're also finding more and more ungodliness that's right. being exposed as the light pushes deeper and deeper. And so I think that's true. I think both of those are true in some way. You repent quicker and more often and less often. Correct. Because I, I was at one time being very prideful that I haven't been involved in one of the sins that plagues me particularly. Yeah. And... And I was just celebrating that, and then I felt like uh, an inclination passed through my brain, and it revealed, what are we going to do about your pride? I hadn't even thought about my pride. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So once you kind of get a handle on one sin, and you won't conquer it completely, but I think you get better at it. Well, I've, uh, I also find But you still have other areas that need to be conformed to the likeness of Christ. Yeah, so I also find that in seasons of uh, spiritual enrichment, special seasons of grace from Christ where uh, I feel like my walk with Him is in great harmony and lockstep and I'm growing, 
I find that I'm I'm repenting over even more internal things, not just things that I, I don't know, say or do or whatever, but but even you know, the desires that I have. You used to probably say, "Well, that one's not too bad." Yeah, and now it's and like now you say, "That's sin." Yeah, Lord, I'm sorry I even had the thought. I'm yeah. sorry that I even had the desire. It's true. Uh, to gossip or get angry or whatever it is, and so yeah, there's this sense of continual repentance that should come quicker but also more frequently and less frequently correct so would you help me with this one thought uh faith and belief you know for by grace you've been saved through faith not of yourselves it's a gift of god so god gives us the faith to trust in christ Mm. and without faith you can't be saved you know hebrews 11 it's impossible to please him yeah so i link link for me uh faith and belief uh do you want me to do that now or next time because we're out of time why don't you do it now (laughs) i mean we i'll pay you over time (laughs) (laughs) well we can't get into like a full-fledged discussion of faith here but I've kind of considered that God gave me the gift of faith. Yes. And it's a gift of God, not of works. Yeah. And that faith enables me to believe and trust in him. Where I couldn't do that without being quickened mm-hmm. and without being given the gift of faith. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense at all? Mm-hmm. Is that a, could I say that to... A, a high, highly trained scholar, and they would go, yeah, you're right, Larry. Or they say, you really lost it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Depends what scholar you're talking to. Okay. I, You know, there's, there's, I think there's several ways of bringing those two together, and I think there are better definitions than we often operate by for those two things, faith and belief. Okay. Um, but, but, I think they they are closely related. One thing I would just maybe t- toss out there to think about, and maybe we can flesh out more next okay. time. Um, but but belief kind of has this backwards looking idea about it, in which I I look at what Christ has said and done, and I believe that I believe Him. Yeah, yeah. And so I have a grounding, a footing right there. And so I believe even the promises based on what he has said and done and who he is, he's resurrected, all that kind of stuff. And faith still plays in that same pond, but maybe looks a little more future and thinks because of who Christ is, because I believe him, yeah, yeah. I have faith in his fulfillment of the promises to me. Okay. Particularly that he's going to save me. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, reaching out into more unknown things a little bit with this faith and this trust that's grounded back in this belief based on who he has revealed himself to be in his word. Very good. You covered it good. Thanks. It cleared my mind. Well, I, I think there are some other things we can say there to, that would be better too, but we really are at the time. Okay. Thanks for answering that question. That's it. Just okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good answer, I thought. Well, hey.
Yeah, I can understand that because you uh, do rely on what God has done and you see what he's done through his word and you uh, believe him when he makes his promises. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Uh, and, and that's where belief and faith are married. Faith springs from that kind of belief. Yeah. There you go. That's, okay. I mean, that's all I have for today. We're still going to talk about conversion next time, but we're going to cover yeah. the faith aspect. I, I like to say there's two sides to this coin of conversion. Conversion is the coin. One side's repentance and one side is faith. Okay. And they are both the fruits of going from this kind of existence, dead in your sin, to this existence, alive with Christ. And they're done. This is this is all done in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. This is the cooperative element of our salvation. Regeneration, we play no part. Correct. But in conversion, we play this cooperative part where we repent and have faith with the Spirit's help. Okay. OBKB. So, so next time, we also need to touch on justification. We're going to try to cover faith and justification in the same one? Well, yeah, you already covered the first half of faith there in three oh, minutes. There's so much more to that. <laughs> okay. There's well, even different ways the Bible refers to faith. Okay. Tune in next week to find out for sure. On your radio dial. That's right. I don't think I'm giving a spiel today. I, I always give the spiel. I mean, there's a website, DoctrineDoxology.com. Go to it. Find out stuff. Donate to help pastors. Be awesome. Okay. We're going to skip the spiel, even though you actually gave one by saying, I'm not going to give one. Well, it's, I mean, it's, I've said it so often the exact same way, and I'm tired of it. Well, maybe you should change the order. We just need a prescribed, like a, a definite intro, outro that's got all that in there. Maybe we could have somebody come alongside after it's over and say thank you for tuning in uh, you can do all these things and you can find these things here and there here and there and everywhere and everywhere else yeah all right let me pray our father we are truly grateful for the great salvation you've given uh, for the great cost you paid to provide it uh, we know we're unworthy of the gift of eternal life but we are so and will be forever thankful for it and we thank you now lord because we know that that we uh, our salvation started when we uh, were quickened uh, when we repented and believed and lord we just love you thank you for loving us uh, please guide us and uh, help us to share your good news with the lost in christ's name i pray amen